Welcome to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast with one simple vision, build up, become strong. This is John Ackerman. I'm flying solo today. Mike and Tom are otherwise occupied, but I have the privilege of being here with my good friend, Rich Neal, by way of Skype. Uh, He's in Colorado. I'm sitting here in Virginia, and we're going to continue and button up this series on chasing the dream, Mm. Uh, what it looks like to pursue the passion that you have, what it, what it looks like to pursue the calling that you feel like you have on your life, and especially how to do those things when it seems like your situation just does not match up with the vision. Uh, so I think you guys are really going to like hearing from Rich today. Uh, so Rich, my friend, it's good to be talking to you. Yeah, likewise, likewise. My pleasure. So Rich, uh, why don't you just give people a quick backstory, who you are, where you are, what's going on? Yeah, John, thanks for having me on. And uh, love the love the slogan, by the way. Thanks. Did you come up with that? I love uh, it. Yeah, that was a brainstorming session, the three of us in a basement. I think it was about 20 minutes and 57 versions, but yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, it's legit. A little bit about me. Um, I am a 23-year-old single. <laughs> Got all the free time in the world on my hands. No, actually I'm a, sorry, I wasn't 40- supposed to laugh yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 43 year old father of three. So a little bit different with like no time on my hands. Yeah. A very, very proud husband of a, um, extremely talented and intelligent and beautiful partner in life. My wife, yeah. Elise, we live out here, uh, just South of Denver in the beautiful town of Castle Rock. And we, Used to live in Virginia near my good buddy here, John Ackerman, up to about uh, a year and a half ago until we felt a strong pull for multiple reasons to come out west and uh, set up shop here and plant the flag. And um, and we're kind of living the living the adventure. Honestly, it's truly an adventure and um, experiencing life out here. Nice. So, Rich, in this series on Chasing the Dream, we've been looking a lot at like we said in the opener, the, the passions, the desires that, that every guy has placed deeply within him. And some of us run from it. Some of us are just frustrated by it, but it nearly always seems to hit in the place of work, Mm. right? You know, you, Mm. you have conversations with most guys, they introduce themselves with their job, right? Hi, I'm John. I'm a, like, that's just, that's just what we do as men. Mm. And so I know that your story of chasing the dream really hits on work. So give us a little backstory. What did work look like for you back when you were, you know, 23 and had all the time in the world? <laughs> uh, I, I don't have to go back 20 to 23. I can go back to like just a couple of years ago. Sure. Yeah. You know, my life is completely different than it was just a few years back. Again, living outside of the DC area, Virginia and was pursuing and, um, as you put it, kind of fulfilling a, uh, a long career, 20 odd years in the medical technology career and working for a really fantastic company that I was really proud of working for. I felt really, really proud of what I was doing and uh, was responsible, had high, high responsibilities as far as um, revenue that I had to generate and, and bring in and managed individuals and, and had done that for a long time. And, uh, was getting to a point where I was starting to approach a time in my life and my wife's life that we were reaching a danger zone that we had reached a few years prior 
that we had learned a lot from. And so we had to make, and I had to make some pretty life-changing tough decisions to uh, change course uh, so we uh, wouldn't lead down that road again. And it came with sacrifices, but my wife is an incredible supporter of me. Uh, we decided to pursue something different. Nice. So talk about that change. What took place and, and how, did, how did you allow yourself? How were you able to step away from 20 plus years mm. in a profession and, and do something so radically different? Well, I think when you are faced with something that is uh, so dramatic in your life that it causes you to skip a step and say, to, and it makes you say to yourself, is this the right decision? How will this affect the people I love? It kind of opens your eyes and makes you make some really hard choices. And I know that a lot of people have a challenge doing that. Um, it's kind of these golden handcuffs. If we're just talking about work, yeah. it's these golden handcuffs. It's security, it's identity, it's uh, consistency, um, it's steadiness. And uh, that's really, really difficult to walk away from and have to create a whole new identity based on something that you're not sure what's the next day has in store. So we had some really challenging times in our marriage uh, about five or six years ago, and we made some very dramatic differences in our life. Uh, it caused my wife to change her career completely. Uh, we are two essentially passing ships in the night, traveling very, very often, rarely saw each other. All along, we have, you know, little kids. You could imagine what it was doing to our marriage, our intimacy, mm -hmm. um, to our trust. So we made some big decisions. And so fast forward three years later, and here we go again to where uh, we weren't having some of the, uh, I would say, marriage issues that we had prior. However, we were having the same work issues. That is, we were not connecting. And I was back in a career that had even taken off more, making me travel more between Tuesday morning and Thursday night every week. And then, of course, my wife was traveling too. And we're like, holy smokes, what is happening? What Didn't we learn something a few years ago? And do we want to test those waters again? And the answer was absolutely not. So I recall I was at a business meeting of all things here in Denver <laughs> for the week, came back that Friday night, and I looked at my wife and I said, I have to resign. I have to do it quickly. Wow. So I think, honey, I'm going to put in a letter of resignation on Monday. And wow. she looked at me and said, that's amazing. I said, <laughs> you fully do it. It was, it was incredible. And now, again, I think I'm blessed because I don't think a lot of people would support each other like that. But we recognized where we could be heading. And so, um, yeah, sent in a letter of resignation on Monday to my boss who was just like, is this like April Fool's? <laughs> right. Um, I left a very steady career, and like I said, with all the benefits along with it, uh, decided to figure out what my next step in life was going to be. Wow. Yeah, so scary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's probably a huge understatement. When you pulled that ripcord, did you have any idea what was coming next? None. <laughs> wow. <laughs> None whatsoever, because all I knew, all I knew is what I knew, 20 years of doing what I had done, and so I felt I, I was in this in this uh, channel of skill sets and competencies and um, accomplishments and thinking, okay, how in the world 
am I going to, which I, I felt like I know there was a way, but it was so overwhelming that we're, how am I going to channel all these sort of skill sets into something else that allows me to continue to uh, be fulfilled, uh, but allows me to have balance with my family. And it was scary. So it, there was a, a Moses wandering in the desert for, I would say, man, maybe like four months. It was really hard. And I had my times of depression uh, big time. And I had my times of embarrassment to others. I remember having conversations with my wife saying, I don't even know how to introduce myself anymore. Right. I would go and, as you said earlier in the introduction, that I think a lot of us introduce ourselves and identity of who we are and what we, that is what we do. And it's just not men, it's women too. Um, I think men have a, um, of a, I think we're more prideful in that area though. And I think that, uh, it was harder to accept. So it was really, really difficult. And so I kept saying, you know, to the Lord, what do you have in store for me? I'm trying to be obedient to you and, um, please don't let me down. And I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> that is the stupidest statement in the world. <laughs> I can let me down, but I was, uh, I was pulling, I was desperate, but I knew, I knew, I knew, I knew inside that this was what was right for my family and my children. And I knew that, uh, the Lord would bless me, uh, and our family as a whole in the end of the day, if I kept my, my eyes straight towards the vision I had trust in him. So, you know, there's a, so let me just quote something really quickly. There's, there's something that, and, and I may be like, I may plagiarize a lot today because there I, I have like 100 quotes I can quote you that have inspired me in the last two or three years. So this was that was the spring of 16. So here we are three years later. Yeah. But two books that I've really I dig, which is kind of ironic that you call this wait, Chase the Dream. Is that weird? Yeah. So Chase the Lion by Mark Batterson. Yeah. I encourage every one of my buddies to read it. Because it reminds you of your place, at least this was what Ryan reminds me, it reminds me my place in what God wants for me and how he wants us to pursue. However, there's a caveat, and that is, and again, this is a quote, you will fail when you put your situation between you and God versus God between you and your situation. And so I knew if I can pinpoint that and use him as a filter it makes my life so much more breathable. Yeah. Right. I, I can breathe. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to do. That's good. So, so that's my that first was super quote. easy, right? Get ready for the next 10. So <laughs> yeah. we got time. We got time. All right. Cool. So four months of that, right. Four months of, of wondering, of questioning, of, of embarrassment, of uncertainty. What happened after four months? Well, it was one of those aha moments where it was completely unexpected. I had gone to that. Um, this was before I even knew what Rans Ransom Heart Ministries was. You okay. know, I don't know if everyone knows what this is, but um, it's a beautiful ministry that's based in Colorado Springs. And there was a movie that they produced that my wife said, we really need to go to this. And I said, this sounds lame. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know this guy. I'm not really into going to these Christian, you know, yeah. movies and stuff like that. In fact, I don't think really had even seen any Christian movie up to that point. Right. But I said, fine, fine. I said, what, what, what is it about? And she said, well, it's about motorcycles or something. I said, motorcycles, what? All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so 
I was not in the mood. I remember actually walking to that movie theater. I was not in the mood. Mm -hmm. And so we went in and I see this movie, this beautifully shot movie in which the author, he and the founder of Ransom Art Ministries goes on this adventure with his three sons, three sons on motorcycles. And it's all about the opportunity of, I think their premise was, we're going to drive around Colorado on these motorcycles. We've never done it. We're going to drive it. And it's going to create this platform essentially to create conversation. It's entice. It draws you in this beautiful scenery and blah, blah, blah. And they had these just, just beautiful conversation between he and his sons about life. I had never, by the way, been on a motorcycle my entire life up to that point. I was told never to get on a motorcycle by my mother. And so <laughs> I remember walking out of that movie going, holy smokes, that's what I'm called to do. Wow. If I can figure out a platform which draws men in, that is something that draws them to an interest, a common interest that can create a platform for conversation that is spiritual. It really like, it could be very simple, simplistic. It's, you know, how amazing I decided to like, okay, God, I've been wandering. I felt like I've heard not much and all of a sudden it's boom. And so I pursued it. And, um, over a course of time, uh, so that would have been, I don't know, April, maybe March, over the course of that year, I just dug in and uh, started pursuing that essentially and saying, okay, I'm going to create a company that can, can create that opportunity. And uh, I did and then did that in West Virginia. And it was, uh, it was a beautiful journey in itself. So 20 years in medical sales <laughs> turns into the, the natural next step in your life totally. of motorcycle adventure company. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's laughable. It really is, but it's, it was beautiful. And I think that's, I think the complete opposite of it was what made it so uh, powerful. Yeah. Uh, because I could never, ever in my wildest dreams imagine that. And you know, here's one more quote, I, at least for the time being. So there's something else Mark Batterson says in that book. He says, you know, your dreams, the size of your dreams are a reflection of the size of your God. Mm -hmm. And you dream small what is that telling you about God's power? Yeah. And so that dream was big yeah. because I didn't know this first thing about starting a business, let alone driving a motorcycle. I knew nothing. And so here we are, like about one year later, I've got my motorcycles license. I'm certified in, in a variety of ways with adventure motorcycling as well as ATVing. I've got that too. I've got this other, you know, Thing that you could drive out there called UTV and found places and opportunities to drive. And I've done some testing and I've done marketing and I've created all this sort of stuff and I'm ready to launch. And then I get the dot, dot, dot <laughs> <laughs> that leads to the next chapter. Yeah. 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 So, the, so there was no nice, neat bow mm. put on this out of the gate of, because, I mean, there were some cool things that happened right away. I mean, you know, taking the class and you and Elise got to, you know, learn to ride motorcycles together. So yeah. truly getting to share the adventure, uh, mm -hmm. you know, from mm -hmm. the jump. and Which, by the way, was probably to me like the coolest part, honestly. Absolutely. And and I remember you and I got to go out and ride a couple times and, mm -hmm. and that was just a blast. And so it seems like the plan was all coming together and, and yeah. there's going to be this great platform in 
you know, the Northern Virginia, DC, West Virginia area, and, you know, all these opportunities to connect with guys and couples and, and go do this. And so what's the dot, dot, dot? Why are you in Colorado? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, here, here, one thing that I was like, God, God, why did I ever say that? I said in the beginning, I said, if I can take this 99% of the way, and I remember, like, I literally had this conversation with God. I have it journaled, mm-hmm. like, a month into my process. If I could take this 99% of the way, and God, if you call me away with 1% left, I'm going to be have to be okay with that. I'm going to have to say, I was obedient to you. You are good. Mm-hmm. You still have a plan for me. And I'm just trying to follow you, period. And so... <laughs> Then when the dot, dot, dot happened, I'm like, son of a, mm. <laughs> did you, re- I was like, God, did you read my journal when I was sleeping one night? Seriously. And so, uh, essentially long story short, like you're literally a, a year later going through the, the permitting process and getting through the website and the logo and blah, 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 and my plans and my finances and all these things. My wife, my beautiful, intelligent wife, who I highly respect was given an opportunity for a job advancement in Denver. Of course, I'm not working. I'm not bringing home any money at the time she is. So she's, you know, we, we rely on that. And we are also seeing kind of this writing in the clouds that um, uh, we actually may have to move. She wants to continue to stick with this company. And I thought, holy, you know, she, she did a lot for me this year. She allowed me to pursue this passion and this dream and I need to give that back. And and I need to be obedient to my 99.9% slogan. Yeah. And so um, we ended up uh, pursuing it. And we moved out here. And lo and behold, I'm like, well, dang. <laughs> uh, all my buddies, all my friends, all, um, all my, my business opportunity is here. Um, I don't know a soul. At least doesn't know a soul outside of work. I have no idea what I'm going to do again. I guess I'm going to have to come here and, uh, but you know what? God's good. And so I'm going to pursue this. And so we ended up, uh, moving out and, um, taking the next adventure. So Rich, you guys, you take the plunge, right? You, you honor that, that promise of, man, you got like 99.9999% of the way there. And this opportunity comes up and, and you go. Yeah. So what's happening now? You guys have been out in Colorado, what, over a year? Yeah, a year and a half. And I tell you what, the Neil family, we are, uh, we are adventurers in spirit. And uh, I think we, we've kind of bestowed that on our children, which has kind of been fun, actually. And we took this adventure up and we moved here. And I tell you what, it's been amazing. I mean, I remember having conversations with good buddies there really just not happy about this situation and going, I don't want to move. I don't want to move. And now I'm here. I'm like, this place is amazing. <laughs> and so it's like it, I, I honestly, it's one of those God's size dreams. I can't really even uh, put my finger on it because it's so big. Um, so here we are a year and a half later, my wife is still doing amazing with all her, the, you know, with her work and, um, the challenges that come with it and taking that head on and, uh, kind of like, now what do I do? And here's, here's, here's the nuts 
here's the nutballs thing about this story. Mm-hmm. We're here and we move into July. Okay. July of 17 and don't know a soul. We go to church shopping, which, you know, I think is important to figure out what's where God meets you and stuff like that. So we find this church. Amazing. Amazing. September. We don't know a soul, by the way. I think we've met maybe like five people at the church so far. We're pretty big extroverts and, uh, but it's hard. And we ended up, um, I get a call out of the blue from this person on staff at the church and said, so, uh, you don't know me and I don't know you, but I've heard some things about you. And I wanted to talk to you about this opportunity to serve on our men's ministry department. Um, and I could never even written that script because first of all, I have no idea. I'm like, so I call her back. I, I said, um, Hey, thank you so much for thinking of me, but how in the world do you know me <laughs> and how do you know I could even, I'd be valuable to you. And, um, she said, I just, I can't tell you. And she, this is a woman of faith, man. Like she's, she's an amazingly faithful woman. She said, I don't, you know, Rich, I, I, I can't really give you good answers to this. I just have heard, I'm, I'm praying about this position and, and, um, your name is just continues to come to my mind. And again, I don't even know who she is, this woman. And, um, she said, will you consider coming in and interviewing for this position and it's essentially taking on as the head of the men's ministry department. And as you know, John, a lot of men's ministry departments need some help and uh, for a variety of reasons. And it's a challenging department. And so I took it and I said, great, thank you. Let me think about it. And I started thinking about it with my wife and, and uh, I said, holy cow, you know, here I am. I was a business professional for so long. Then I became an entrepreneur, which required me to be creative, create a platform, create something that drew men and to bring us close to conversation that lead to deeper relationship with each other and Christ. And I know how to create, I'm good at creating business, did that professionally as well. And, and here I am drawn in this position that, oh, oh by the way, I have no friends, <laughs> no men friends, I don't know anybody. And here I am offered this position that they are seeking somebody to make the men's ministry department dynamic and to draw more men. And, and this is a incredibly fast growing church It's incredible. But as you know, we come and go every Sunday and men are not good at being intentional. They don't put themselves forth and out there and they've got this real false sense of who they are as far as, you know, I am what I do. And so they were struggling in that area and it's just massively growing dynamic church. And it's like, Whoa, how can we not be creating opportunity and how can we not have men have this connection? And there were a few small groups, but just very, very, very few. And so I thought about it. I prayed about it. I said, Lord, this is amazing, man. Like you are creating an opportunity for me to do what I can do well. And I believe that God has instilled within each one of us skills and competencies that are unique to us and that allows us to honor him. And he instilled those particular competencies and skill sets within me and developing those over the last 20 years. I can do that here. I can do that since just church. Yeah. I can create these opportunities and oh holy smokes, here's the here's the cherry on top. I can start meeting friends. 
other men. I can create community here, something I don't have and I need desperately. And it was this beautiful combination of the story that was being written that I, again, I, I couldn't have authored myself. And so I took the leap of literal faith yeah. and said, okay, let's, let's, let's interview. And I interviewed and we hit it off and they said, okay, we'd like you to pursue this. And I came on as a volunteer and, um, over the course, so that would have been September of 17. And so I just dug in and started to be, uh, try to be as creative as possible. And we created these amazing opportunities and platforms for men. Um, what we Colorado is very unique. It's, it, I don't think we could have pulled this off in the DC area, but, uh, we, uh, divvied up and created, uh, uh, study groups, which are kind of like their traditional, you know, men Bible studies groups. And then we, um, created, uh, adventure groups and adventure groups draw, uh, men into common interests. And so fly fisher, fly fishing, uh, shooting, motorcycling, basketball, golf, all these different venues that were men never came out of the woodwork. They thought, oh, that sounds pretty sweet, dude. That that's church. <laughs> sure, man. Church can look in all like all different ways. And it just boomed. And it was just amazing. We had a kickoff uh that April, that following April, so April of eighteen. Up to that point, I think we'd had seventy-five men. They'd had seventy-five men in like a, an occasional men's breakfast, and we had over almost two hundred guys show wow. up for the first event. Yeah. Yeah. And this is no this is no, I'm not tooting my horn at all, but it was a teamwork who, who of men who pulled this off. I could not have done this myself. And, but it's just a beautiful situation. And I have created selfishly the most, oh, I've created some amazing friendships, man. And it's been such a blessing to me. And I tell you what, it's been a bigger blessing, I think, to Elise and my family, because now I have men I can go to because yeah. She doesn't want to hear my crap all the time, <laughs> nor should she, right. and vice versa. So uh, I was uh, put on full, t- uh, not not full time, but I was a, I'm official staff now. They they kind of gave me like the um, walked me through about a year of uh, um, seeing how I did, and um, and it turned out really great. And so um, this last September, I put it, got put on staff, and so. Through that whole process, I was saying, okay, God, you want me to do this adventure business out here? I still feel it calling in my heart. And uh, I don't feel like that's a period at the end of that sentence yet. And I need to figure out what's going on. So um, I decided throughout that last summer to to, to figure that out yeah. simultaneously. Yeah. <laughs> I get anxious if I stand still. I'll just kind of throw that out, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So – you know, looking back, would you have ever expected this path? I mean, is this anything that was on your radar at any point along the way? No, not, not in the least, not in the least. And it was, I tell you what, man, it, it was beautiful, but it was also, it was a struggle. And I, I won't say this whole last year has been sunshine and roses where, Oh, this is exactly where God I am supposed to be for the rest of my life. And right. It's fulfilling everything I I'm, I feel like you know it's been a journey and it's it's been amazing with all these benefits but it's still been a journey to determine whether or not this is it because along with that I like to say I'm a professional dad because that's what I do as well on the side mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a balance so right now we're it's good I went through this journey. I don't do you, John do you kind of do that whole like uh, pray like I'm gonna pray for my work for the year. 
Yeah. Is that something that you like to do? Yep. Every year. So I hadn't uh, done that really ever. And so I would say last July ish, I felt like, okay, I need, I need some direction still. And so my, um, word that came to me. And in fact, I prayed with a buddy who was on the train in a different state and we did it over the phone <laughs> and the word that came to me was servant. Nice. And that servants, um, I felt like, okay, I'm going to, that's my calling at least for the rest of the calendar year. Sure. And, um, serving my wife, serving the church, serving my friends, serving my children. And it was really peaceful in, in that sense of knowing that calling. But at the same time I pursued, I tried to figure out this adventure business was the, was the life, the, the other road for me as well. Kind of a two things at once. And, um, through some situations I discovered maybe not. So yeah. But it seems like each new thing has kind of awakened something that spoke to you in a way that the last thing didn't, or, yeah. you know, was an invitation to use a previous skill set in a new way that, I mean, would it be fair to say that, I don't know, you, you don't want to get too hyperbolic, but I mean, would you say you're happier now, feeling more fulfilled now, feeling more accomplished now? Yeah. So for me, I feel like I'm a pretty highly driven person and I feel like I need a goal. It's just kind of wired into me professionally from the last many years. And, yeah. and so I feel like I need a goal. And when I have a goal, it helps me calm down. Mm -hmm. And I think that, uh, but having that goal, more importantly, as I said before, putting God between you and your circumstance, God giving you that goal, it makes my life a little bit easier. Yeah. It's not, as I said, perfect all the time, but it helps for sure. And so the adventure business I was hoping to launch next year through a series of work that the permitting is not going to be happening. And so I'm like, well, but here's the beautiful thing. I have this amazing position at the church that fulfills me and fills my cup in so many ways. And I'm like, holy cow, if, if the adventure business didn't happen, but more if, if I didn't have my church family and this purpose that God has given me, man, I, I would, I don't think I'd be in great shape. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, man. Holy cow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing that for me and giving me this sense of purpose. I mean, literally it's purpose as you got, as you know, John is meant with like, we need purpose. Yep. We do, we do need purpose. And I'm like, thank you. It's hard, but like every time I go to these staff meetings, I'm like, man, this is cool. <laughs> this is so cool. Yeah. But I know that God still has some other things in store for me. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to determine now. And so I prayed this year, what what's my word? Because I'm like, okay, servant was been really good, but what's my word this year? And the word that God gave me was pursuit. Okay. And so that's on my quote unquote prayer closet. Yeah. And uh, that's my word for the year. And that's what keeps me going when I get frustrated or if I feel lazy one day or I'm like, eh, no, pursue, pursue, pursue. I mean, to honor that. And so that's what I'm honoring. And so I have some, I have a few um, opportunities I'm pursuing in the pipeline right now, which I'm excited about. And uh, that's my next dot, dot, dot to see what God has in store for me and these other kind of entrepreneurial ideas. So we'll, 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 we'll see what door he's going to open next. And I love that you seem to be getting comfortable in that dot, dot, dot place. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I don't really know how many more dot, dot, dots I'm going to have in my life, but I think <laughs> that we're going to have, 
I think we all do. I, I mean, it's like literally, dude, that's like every day is a dot, dot, dot. Yeah. You know how it is, like whether it be your job or your friends or your family or children or whatever, there's always a dot, dot, dot. And I, I think if you, this is going to sound really corny and I'm going to try to make this sound right. But if that dot, dot, dot is like being held up by, by our Lord and Savior, like our, our father, our heavenly father, that's a nice stable sidewalk. I guess you could say a road that he's holding up that you're walking on. Yeah because it, it helps you tremendously keep your sanity yeah. and keep your, keep your spirits up for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, just yeah. listen to you talk about the dot, dot, dot now versus, you know, those first four months after stepping away from a 20 year career. Yeah. I mean, I, I can hear it in your voice. I can see it in your face since we're Skyping. I mean, it, you're just, you're chasing dreams and, and they're half realized and you're, you're not mm-hmm. only cool with it, but you're excited. And, and you're pursuing mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, those four months after that, that 20 year stints over. And you were talking about, man, I'm, I'm feeling embarrassed and ashamed and directionless. And, mm-hmm. and again, not like everything's all sunshine and roses, but yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's a difference that's, that's notable mm. and that seems to have really stuck on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I'm in definitely a better place now with those, with those unknowns than I was at that time. That's a test. That's just a maturity, honestly, in my faith. Yeah. Um, it's forced me. It really has forced me to become more faithful in his goodness and in his future and his direction for me in my life. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, there's always going to be a dot, dot, dot somewhere, mm-hmm, family, sure. work, health, whatever. And yeah. Yeah. So that's a good maybe we'll do a, a follow-up a year from now and I'll tell you where, where that dot, dot, dot's led. I'm going to write that down, man. So you, you better commit. <laughs> All right. Put it on the, put it on the Google calendar. <laughs> Definitely. I'll send you the invite. Uh, Rich, I really appreciate the time, man. I, I thank you for the, the openness and the honesty and the, the transparency and just, I mean, thanks for inviting us into what has been such a great story um, I, I know it's always easier to say that when you're on the outside of somebody else's story looking in, I know firsthand that, you know, when you're in it, it's, it's a little bit rougher, but that somehow makes the highs higher, even as the lows are lower. And, mm-hmm. um, I just, I can't thank you enough for, for letting us take a, a peek at, uh, at what chasing all of these dreams has meant and looked like for you over the last couple of years. Yeah. Thanks brother. Anytime. I'm happy to, happy to have you walk alongside me. Uh, It's truly a pleasure, my friend. So for all you guys listening, I hope that this has resonated. I hope that you've been able to find yourself somewhere in Rich's story or multiple places along the way. And again, like Rich said, I mean, there's always going to be dot, dot, dots. And uh, that's part of what we're after here with Strong Towers is that community, that friendship, that tribe that is just so essential. So, you know, get connected with us on the website, strong-towers.com. Hook up with us through social media, strong underscore towers on Twitter and Instagram. You know, stay tuned, if nothing else, for uh, Rich coming back in a year and and giving us the update. (laughs) So, uh, Rich, thanks again, my friend. It's truly been a pleasure. You bet, bud. All right, we'll catch you all next time. 